It's Monday night, and another episode of The Loud Pedal. I am your host, Michael Clark Griswold, with my trusty co-host, The Mouth, Brian Hustlinger. What's up? Tonight we have another very special guest for you, Sir Bobby Hackle IV. Welcome to the show, Bobby. What's up, guys? Oh, you know, just another beautiful Monday night. Well, at least down here uh, in Maryland, it's gorgeous. I don't know about you all up in New York, but... Not here. No, 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 not here. It's uh, <laughs> nah, raining and shitty. Oh, yeah. uh, yes, yeah. it, we had sunny in 75 today. It was gorgeous. It snowed a couple inches today. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Bobby, let's jump into some questions here. Uh, so, last year you made the decision uh, you're going to run Short Trek Super Series, uh, the North Series. Uh, and in my opinion... I think did an amazing job. Um, how was that for you as far as a learning experience running against, you know, some of the best drivers in the Northeast? Yeah, I mean, it was really awesome. To be 100% honest with you, I uh, I kind of went into it like the first couple races and I was like, I just want to get my feet wet, see how I like how they run the program and um, all those kind of things because I've never really gotten to race much of Brett stuff. And uh, man, after like, the first two or three races I was hooked and um, I just wanted to keep going and just get better with the whole American racer, um, like outlaw style rule packages and stuff like that. Um, you know, I've always really ran dirt car sanctioned stuff, um, mm-hmm. which, you know, once, once uh, I now, like, especially this year, I've really geared towards um, all Brett Deo stuff. Um, and I'm getting a handle on the American racers and the, the more open rule book, but I really like that. And, um, yeah, all things considered, I think I did okay. I mean, I made every show. That was, like, my only goal going into it, especially with the uh, car counts and uh, the, the good competition that he gets at all his races. But And I kind of went in with my worst equipment to go to them races because I didn't know what to expect. So this year we're, we're gung-ho and, uh, you know, going after it the right way. So uh, Brian and I both are, are huge fans of Day and what he's done. And I think both of us agree the only thing we – don't like oh, yeah. is well one the redraw and the pill draw and what's still your, freezing no i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> so uh so what, what's your thoughts as far as uh, pill draw races well so at first i was kind of against it because i never really had done much of it um there's a couple nights i've really wished it wasn't a pill draw but there's also like some nights like woodhull it saved my ass i was no good there i hadn't ran a modified there and uh because i grew up front it got me in the show. Um, so, you know, in the end of, at the end of the day, like, yeah, there's some guys that might have a lucky horseshoe shoved up somewhere more than others, but, but (laughs) I think it it does even out quite a bit. And, um, it also, I think it might attract some guys with some lower dollars, um, that feel like, Hey man, if I can draw good and get in this thing, um, I might have a chance at running with Billy Decker, Stuart Friesen and all them. So, um, I think it's what sets them apart and being different. There's again, like I said, there's sometimes I wish it wasn't, and there's sometimes it it's helped me. So, do you like the, um, do you find that the Deo series so far getting your feet wet fits uh, more of your driving style than the dirt stuff, the dirt package? Um, well, I, I yes, maybe in a sense because like I work at um, a PMC race cars where we build these cars. And so I feel like with Deo's stuff, at first it was intimidating, like, man, there's not as much of a rule book. But at the same time, now that I'm getting into it, like, I really like that aspect. I feel like it's more old school. Like, I can go yeah. out and try to make make a different mousetrap than somebody else, and I'm not as confined into a box. 
Um, the motor side of things are, are definitely more wide open. And again, that was a side of it that I didn't have until this year, but now it also makes a lot of sense. Like I, I have one motor that is for short tracks that, I mean, I've only got like eight grand in this motor. I mean, that's, oh, wow. that's nothing compared wow. to some of these big blocks and stuff. Now, again, you know, I found the right deal for that, right, but right, you know, right. some of these tracks like a five mile Accord, um, <laughs> outlaw, I mean, you don't need, yeah, you don't need crazy power, power and yeah. And so I think that opens up, um, Brett's packages to somebody can go down South or, um, and find a, an open motor. Yeah. Um, yep. and if you bring it to the right tracks, you can be competitive. Don't get me yep. wrong. You ain't going, you're not going to a Port Royal or a Fonda with, with a slouch, but, um, right. all things considered, um, I, I like it. I, I feel like it's, like I said, more of an old school, it's a modified like a mo- it's making a modified a modified again in a way. Yeah, thank God for that. Now, yeah. now with you uh, gearing mostly towards uh, you know uh, Brett stuff this year, are you doing any dirt car stuff at all this year, or kind of going to stay away from it? So, like, I, I definitely am still going to get to some dirt car stuff, especially when like the Super Dirt Series is local. Like, I raced Lebanon Valley on Saturdays yep. um, for, with with a big block car, so that one's fully dirt legal. Um, so. We'll try to get to I, – I, I'm really close to Malta, and I've ran there for a long time. Um, you know, it's just kind of the way of the world right now. My one big block was being rebuilt, so I didn't have it. Um, my other one was pretty lapped up. Um, and I had a, I started gearing towards this Deo stuff, and it's what I had. And because I ran tour races, I had a lot more American Racer tires. And it's like, this is what I'm going to do because this is what I have. And I wanted to get better on the tour. So for me and my race team, it just made more sense to uh to do more of that stuff um i still like dirt and what they do and i think i feel like you still have to have both too because mm-hmm. competitions competition makes brett step his game up and then brett makes those guys you know step up their deal so yeah. um yeah i mean I'm, I'm definitely gonna still do some dirt car stuff but i'm also my team is more geared up um at least that that side of my team is more geared up towards the day of stuff so that's why I'm, i've been going to utica um and uh yeah so are you still doing some select crate racing as well um maybe at the end of the year i've just got myself pretty spread thin between all the dale races running utica right now and uh running lebanon valley full-time between that and my job and my buddy who uh brandon wright he has a 360 sprint car that'll hop in various times this year so between all that i got my hands full i hear you shoot that's a lot yeah wow bobby (laughs) yeah man now, uh, are you are part owner of Killer Crate? Yes. Yep. Me and uh, a guy named Bob Godgart. He runs it day to day because I work at PMC. But then I help him. Uh, him and my uncle, um, they run it uh, basic, basically full time. And then I'm just a part owner of it. Um, basically, we use uh, all of that is just towards building my race team and, and all those kind of things. So. So what's your opinion? At the, uh about what happened in Fiasco in Florida with the 602 crates with, uh, on the Dale series there? Um, my opinion is if, and this take it for what it's worth, is okay. if, if everybody did tech like that six, seven years ago, we wouldn't need to have all the secondary seals and all the crap you have now. Mm-hmm. But that's just my opinion. I mean, the crate class is an absolute great thing. It saved Northeast racing I mean, there was a lot of cars that got drugged back out because the crate class was affordable and right. you didn't have to yeah, have, okay. 
the newest and best stuff for a long time. Uh, now, just because racers are racers, everybody came out with super lightweight rear ends and all those kind of things. And if they're going to allow it, you got to have it. But um, in that side of things where you see the, how strict tech was, uh, I thought it was great. I mean, you don't need to have all these crazy secondary seals and all those kind of things if the tech guys are allowed to tech them how they should. So it's good. I agree. I agree. And I think I, I wish tracks, I, don't, I mean, I don't know what's entailed and how much time or manpower it takes to, to tech a, a crate car, you know, after each race. But I wish tracks weekly would, would step up and start doing more, more, uh, more tech on the crate classes. Cause I, I have a feeling that, you know, yeah. there's a, there's a lot of that going on rather than just, you know, what happened down at Deo's race down in Florida. I feel like there's a lot of that going on weekly at, at each track, you know, throughout the Northeast and beyond. Yeah, no doubt. And, uh, I mean, it, the class has been great for the sport. So in order for, um, for it to stay that way, and especially with the world right now and industries and how everything is, we need people to stay and want to keep racing. So, um, I, I, yeah, I think it's got to stay that way. So hopefully people can keep rolling with that and, uh, you know, keep everything going. I mean, me and Mike are all, we're all for pushing the envelope as far as you can, but sometimes, you know, you get those guys that just go a little too far, I guess you could say. Yeah, I mean, and, it's, and as long as racing is going to be racing, there's going to be somebody that's oh, you know, going beyond the beyond the gray. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you got to have the right people in place that are allowed to that are allowed to do to check how they're supposed to. So it's just like anything. So with all the shortages, the tire shortages and delay on getting uh, motor parts, how are you guys looking for the rest of the year? Are you going week by week? Yeah. So that's like. Like I'm going to, I'm going to, I really like Utica and granted we're only one weekend. I'm going to, and I told Brett this, I'm going to keep trying to get back as much as I can. Um, mm-hmm. but I'm going to take it week by week basis. Like, um, the series races are like my, my goal because a, they pay the best and B, uh, you know, I want to, uh, keep improving on that side of it and racing with the best guys. Um, but you know, it's, it's, we'll just take it week by week. I mean, hell diesel fuels crazy. And, um, yeah, <laughs> granted, I got a, a couple fresh motors right now that I'm running, but you know, knock on wood that, you know, everything, it's a race car. So everything uh, can happen. Um, hell this past Saturday, I, I wrecked my car a little bit at Lebanon Valley, so I got to fix that. But, um, yeah, between parts and all those kind of things, we're just taking every week by week. Um, normally I used to make like a, a full schedule for all my crew guys and stuff at the beginning of the year. Like, here's what we're going to race. But now I'm just taking it like month by month because you just don't know. Now it's, it's when it comes to like, uh, you know, motor parts shortage and stuff, how's that affecting the, the, the crate uh, business as far as the building the motors? I know I follow you guys on Facebook or whatever. And I know a lot of times you guys are like sold out of valve springs, but is, are you guys having a hard, hard time putting actual full motors together as well? Um, a lot of that dictates off GM for a little while. They had, uh, um, a sh- like a shortage where they stopped building them for a little bit. They, they had some issues that they had to resolve. Um, but I mean, we're doing okay with that side of things. Uh, like the valve springs and all that, like, yeah, there's times when it's a little tougher. You got to go to some different dealers to get them and stuff. Um, so it's going okay. It just seems like on that side of it, there's just, just delays, but nothing, no shortages, shortages. So it's been okay on that side of it. It seems more like um, like the open motor stuff where you have to get custom pistons and um, blocks from like dart are really hard to get. 
and uh, things like that. So it's, it seems to be more on the modified side of things, uh, engine-wise, that, you know, the industry's hurting. Um, but, man, on the tire side of it, it don't matter if you're uh, American Racer, Hoosier, or anything in between. So I'm assuming you will not be making the trek with the Super Dark Car Series tomorrow night. I still have to get the bridge for it at some time because that place just looks <laughs> awesome. But no, I won't be. All right, I was just asking. I'll be there tomorrow. So yeah, no doubt. That's on. That's definitely on the the to do list. That place. I watch it all the time, and it just looks awesome. Um, but not right now. What do you uh, What do you prefer to race on? American racers or Hoosiers? Um, well, I feel like, I feel like there's more comer and goers sometimes in the American racers because some guys might try to run a softer compound or, or, uh, you know, they wear out a little quicker. Um, I don't really have a preference per se. Um, an American racer might make your car handle a little better than a Hoosier does. I feel like your setup's got to be a little bit better on a Hoosier tire just because yeah. it's a little bit harder to get a hold of the track. But, um, no, I mean, they're, they both got their nuances for sure. But uh, at the end of the day, everybody's on the same thing for the most part. So it doesn't really matter one way or the other. Now, how much is that a nightmare trying to juggle? Because you're running, you said Utica, Rome, Friday nights, Lebanon, Saturday nights. So Utica's American race, or then you go to Lebanon, and you're running Hoosiers there. Yeah, so is that a nightmare trying to juggle both tires all season long? Uh, It can be. It can be for sure. That's also kind of why, like, uh, besides my mo- not having motors and stuff together to run Albany, Saratoga, um, I wanted to be on American racers another night during the week, um, uh, because it's less wheels. I had to mount and dismount, um, uh, because I already have them mounted so they're running the series and stuff like that. Um, because you know, Albany, Saratoga, you run a 300 Hoosier and then Lebanon Valley, you run a D 400 Hoosier <laughs> and then you'd have the, the series, you'd have all different various American racers. So it was a lot, um, of mounting and dismounting, let alone not having enough wheels which are pretty pretty tough to get right now as well so um for a lot of various reasons it just made more sense for me to to get on an american racer track on friday nights now how how difficult is it from jumping in the big block to jumping into your buddy's 360 sprint car it's uh it's definitely different um like i've been out of it for about two two seasons and uh for this year we're getting back together and doing some more races with it but it definitely, it's an odd feeling where one car you go into the corner and the right rear comes down and the left front picks up. And then the other car you get in, you go down the straightaway and the right front's in the air and it wings over to the left. So it's uh, it's definitely uh, different. Um, but on nights where I get to run them both, I think it's an advantage too because, you know, you really get to see the track change and those kind of things and you get another look at it before other guys. Um, that's why, like, dudes like Billy Pouch and Stuart Friesen, um, they're amazing that they can hop back and forth and be successful in both. Oh, I agree. Any any driver, I mean, look at Kyle Larson. I mean, that guy jumps in, you know, cup car, then to a 410 sprint, a late model. I mean, yeah, absolutely. That, that's got to be insane. That's got to be incredibly hard to do. Yeah, and it just makes him so much better that he can adapt that quick. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, those guys I just listed, I mean, Pouch Jr., he, he freaking races oh, yeah. all kinds of stuff. And yep. I just think that's why when he's on, that makes him that much better. Any chances you'll take the wing off that sprint car and run wingless? Around me, there's not there's not quite a lot of it. Um, at uh, some point, I'd love to because I feel like that's uh, you know an even closer deal because you don't have the wing that's really throwing it off. I feel like it's like a modified with a lot less grip, having no body. So 
Um, they look fun as hell. They race awesome, especially when you watch them. But at some point, someday I'd like to. All right, I, I, USAC I, driver, here we come. Yeah, I prefer yeah, to watch no wingless doubt. sprints than wingless. Oh, I love wingless sprints. <clears throat> oh, yeah, you like Blooms, uh, Bloomington and all them places. Oh, Terra oh Hutt, yeah. All them. Oh, oh Terra Hot, yeah. Kokomo, yep. Tri-City. All, oh, those guys are badass. Yep. Sorry, those guys are badass. Oh, no doubt. And, like, the USAC East Coast deal is cool. Um, yeah, it is. Especially, like, seeing, like, Briggs and um, Alex Bright, uh, Buck Walters, yeah, Alex Bright, and watching those guys go to the Chili Bowl and stuff, like they they do pretty well. So obviously our our wing our non wing guys around here are you know up to par, but um we're just our our area is weird because we're like we got a little bit of everything between Pennsylvania, Jersey, New York. Mm-hmm. So you know uh, Briggs is actually going out to Indiana for Indiana Sprint Week this year. That's awesome. I don't. I don't personally don't know him, but obviously I've just I've seen his name and watched him race enough the past three four years that he's uh he seems to be going going uh pretty good for himself. So it's awesome oh, he's, to see that. Yeah, he's an amazing driver. We interviewed him what Brian like two years ago. He was actually out yeah. plowing, plowing snow, snow at nighttime for his dad. And then, <laughs> That's awesome. So he, he, yeah, he, took he time pulled over just to talk to us. And then we interviewed uh, Brady Bacon like a year later. And he brought up Briggs, yep. he brought up Briggs' name about how great a driver he is. So you got a four-time USEC champion bringing you up. You're probably pretty damn good. Yeah, he's he's definitely turned some heads. And like I said, I I've, I've never met the kid, but I I know his name from his accomplishments so far. So that's uh that's pretty badass. All right, here comes the cliche question of the night. How did All you right, get your start? How did you get your start in racing? Um. So obviously, you see the IV behind my name. That's because I'm the fourth Bobby Hackle, but uh, right. my great grandfather actually raced some coupes and stuff like that. Um, not a lot, but a little bit. And then my grandfather, he raced a ton in the mini modified division. They were like the four cylinder Volkswagen okay. and stuff like yep. that. Um, and then my dad started racing after him. Um, and he ran Fonda, Lebanon Valley, uh, his whole career in sportsman. And so, uh, yeah, then it was my turn. I started racing go-karts around age four, um, and I got in a 358 modified at age 13. So I'm 27 wow. now and been, been after it ever since. So wow. you're, I think, Mike, I think this is our first fourth generation driver we, we've had on. I think we've only had up to two. Third. Yeah. Three, so no, it's, uh, I, re- I really didn't have a choice, but I wouldn't want it any other way. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't either. That's that's pretty cool. Now, when you said your dad raised sportsmen, sportsmen as in small blocks or sportsmen what we know as sportsmen today? Um, like the in between, the two barrel sportsmen. So they were okay. you know, home, okay. not home built, but yeah, open sportsmen. Yep. Okay. Which I think, like Grandview is like the only track around I know that still runs open. Sportsmen. Yeah, there's uh, maybe Afton maybe has some two barrel cars still. I know there. Yeah, was a couple. maybe. Yeah. I, I, this year for short track super series, um, for the short track nationals, I think they had a two barrel class of one night, but that was the first time I've seen them in a long time. Yeah. There's, they're very few and far between. I mean, I, yeah. I guess, I mean, guys were paying a lot of money for those open sportsman motors. You yeah. Know, so. They were, they were basically three fifty eights with a two barrel on them. Yeah. Yeah. So you could swap the carburetor and go run three fifty eight race. Yeah. No doubt. I don't know how competitive you'd be, but you could. Right. Hey, give, give her hell, right? Yeah. Give her hell. Yeah, exactly. Hey, if you're there, why not? Hey, yep. why not? Oh. Corey Kamir one year tried to qualify for the small block race at Eastern States in his sportsman car, so what the hell? Uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Fonda 200, I think three years ago. Um, I went there just to run my crate car, 
and I started last in the Concy, and I made the show, and I just took the green money because nice. it was just so slippery. Yep. Nice, <laughs> so nice. You, you never know. Start, yeah, you're right. Start and park. Yep, that's yeah. it. it. I mean, I mean, I remember years ago, back before NASCAR really took a shit, there was a lot of guys that would just start and park. Oh, yeah, that was oh, a yeah, thing. absolutely. You know? Yeah, so. it paid, I think it paid as much, like, I ran third in a crate race that night, but it paid more for... I believe it paid take- more for taking the green of the 200. <laughs> <laughs> hey, That's whatever. bad. That's really bad. Yeah. No, that was, uh, that made the weekend worthwhile. You know, that's, that's another good thing about Deos. You know, he's paying what, 1500 to win for all the crate races. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, he takes care of the other divisions too. And that's good. You have to, I mean, there's, I mean, hell, when you're getting 60, 70 of them at a race, they should be getting a pretty good purse too. So. I know. I think the guys down in Delaware have the best deal when they run like Georgetown and uh, Del Mar. He's got those uh, the Delaware super trucks and uh, they, I think you call them the Del Mar Chargers, little four cylinders. Their deal. They put on a good show. Yeah. They they do, and the deal he gives them is if they run their feature caution free, their next race, their entry fee is free. Hey, you know what? It, it takes care of them, and they put on a good show for the fans. That it works for everybody. I still think I still think the four cylinders at the Valley are the best. <laughs> it's never boring. No, it's oh, man, it is so much fun watching those guys. Sorry, it, it's yeah, a lot of fun. Like oh, missiles. Yeah, and they're just scattered and they're just shit going all over. It's it's pretty cool. And it's it's really fast for for what those things are, you know. Yep. <laughs> yep. You're like, wow. I took my Mazda five out one time and I got kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> So, so we have a, it's not necessarily a cliche question, but it's, it's our patented question. So, uh, you're Mount Rushmore of racing, four drivers, any class, living or deceased. Who's your four drivers on your Mount Rushmore? All right. Um, I will go with, because Mount Rushmore is like the founders. So for me, I would go with, uh, Jack Johnson. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Brett Hearn just because, you know, you can go anywhere. like the PRI show, all these industry shows. Mm-hmm. And if you talk mm-hmm. to somebody and you say, Hey, what kind of car do you race? You got to say the Brett Hearn style dirt modified and everybody knows. So, you know, where, <laughs> where he, where he brought our sport was another level too. Um, so Brett Hearn, Jack Johnson, let's see. I'm going to go Billy pouch because he, he ran asphalt, dirt modified, sprint cars. Um, and as the fourth one, it's not a driver, but I'm going to go with Glenn Donnelly because what he did with the original dirt brought dirt modified to a whole nother level as well. So that'll be mine. Okay. Promoter and okay. Yeah. Hey, at least we didn't have to give you a history lesson on how many presidents. Oh, yeah. Mount Rushmore. <laughs> we're going to tell Mount Williamson there was four drivers on, uh, or four, I'm sorry, four presidents on Mount Rushmore. Well, we're going to tell, uh, we're, we're tell a Canadian this. That's ridiculous. I was going to say, you know, you got to give him a pass. He's not from here. <laughs> yeah, well, who, would you cons- who would you consider, in your opinion, the greatest Northeast dirt modified driver of all time? Wow. That's uh-huh. a loaded that's a loaded question. Oh, we got another one too. So it's one hundred percent, one hundred percent your opinion. There's no wrong answer. Oh yeah, there's no yeah. Yeah, I mean it's so tough. Um, I mean, uh, I mean, hell, what do you I mean, think? Any, you could flip a coin between those three. I just said is on Mount Rushmore, True. but I True. mean, uh, for now, 
and I'm going to say for now, I'm going to say Brett Hearn just because of the sheer okay. numbers the guy had. Um, but, you know, you give Stu or Shepard another X amount of years, who knows? So they can't be on a Mount Rushmore. They're not old enough yet. True. <laughs> True. That, that, right, brings here, us, here. that brings us to the next question. Oh, uh, here who, we go. Who do you think's better, Stu or, or, or Shepard? Oh, we might as well just, like, just – Give them all hard questions on from here on out now. That's it. I lined myself right up for that one. Yeah, no, um, you really do. Oh, we're setup artists, by the way. <laughs> yep, perfect. Now I know how this works. Um, I think, yep. I think Stu. I think Stu has a touch more raw talent as a driver. I agree with that. Yep. I agree with that. Um, just because he can hop from you know a truck to a sprint car to a modified late model, and he's damn near successful on all of them. But I think when you put Shepard in a big block modified against Stu, I think Shepard is just a touch better in that discipline. Yeah, I can, I can so, agree with that. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I mean, just, it might not have answered your question, but that's, that's how I feel. I, I always describe those two as Stuart Friesen would be Danny Johnson, like you said, with the touch more raw talent, and Matt Shepard would be Brett Hearn with the methodical smoothness, he'll take his time to pick you off kind of style. Yeah, absolutely. They're just in a different era, but same deal. Uh, yeah, and when I, I got to see Hearn and Johnson back in the, the rivalry days, it was absolutely phenomenal. with the two. It was just great. It was great stuff. Yeah, no doubt. So I, I'm 100% I agree with that. All right, next hard question is, if you can race in any era, what era would you want to race in and what class of cars? Um, I would probably want to race, um, well, maybe because, uh, boy, that's a tough one, too. I, want, I, I like watching on YouTube, like, all the rush hour on dirts and all those kind yep. of things. Oh, yeah. yep. um, back when, like, you know, Tim Fuller, Decker, Brett, um, oh, all the Johnsons, all yeah, all the Johnsons, McCready, they were all like yeah, Playzac, all those guys, yep. yeah. So, so put me in that like eight, like nineteen eighty five to two thousand. Oh, yeah. Let me race between that whole deal, um, where these guys were making a living doing it, and uh, and everything was like like on a Just, rise. So, yep. Uh, dirt, that, dirt, I, dirt, mortar sports in its prime. Put me in that. I, yeah, I got to grow up and see it all too. I was it was happening, yeah. which was incredible. Yep. Was yeah, no doubt. It. So that's I love watching all that back. Like, damn, why can't it be like that now? But at the same time, I say that um, I think I do think what like Brett's doing is starting yes. to elevate us back to that. So, yes, I agree. I agree 100 percent with that. Yep. So I mean, down at Cherokee, like you know, he's bringing us to these new these yeah. new areas, um, and uh, it's a different type of dirt modified racing but it's not a bad thing it's the next it's i think i think it's the next step so uh you bring me to my next question because you said uh brett taking you know to new location stuff any chances you'll go down to louisiana and race boy i mean i'd have to have a, a hell of a rest of the year to make it worth my while to go <laughs> but i'll never <laughs> rule out anything um but we'll see. We'll see. Like I said, I never want to rule out anything, but with work and everything, it's tough. Um, I do got to take care of our customers and, and those kind of mm -hmm. things. And, uh, you know, that time frame um, isn't bad, but it's not great either. So who knows? But I'm not going to I'm not going to say no. 
Well, I'd imagine that time of the year, the end of the season, a lot of customers are probably starting to place orders for new cars. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The the guys that are uh, eager to get jump on next year and those kind yep. of things, and um, you know that time it's still that time where people are super dirt week ish, getting done and all that stuff. So uh, it's tough, but there's never really a good time either. So <laughs> that's true. Yeah, true. Now, now, uh, you know, in the world today, where you know, uh, Nell seems to dominate a good bit. How hard is it for you guys at like PMC to? kind of like try to keep up with with big nail chassis and i mean a to still do a little bit here here and there but it's like it seems like it's you know a, a quite a big domination by big nail chassis uh it is um we, realistically we don't try to keep up we try we try to just stay in our lane like so my boss pete um you know who is pmc he he describes it i think the best way it's like big nail is a race car factory we're race right. car builders like we build yeah you know, 20 cars a year. Like okay. Jerry Higby's a okay. great example of that too. Um, yeah. They, we don't want to be that big. We're, we're at the size that we're at and that's, we're plenty of business and we just want to be a, um, we just want to be out there for our customers and a nicer, um, uh, how do I say it? Like a uh, is a great car too. I'm not saying it's not nice. I'm just saying they're mass produced. There's tons of them. We're a lot more one-on-one with our guys. Um, and uh yeah they're just they're factories we're builders and um we're we're just a lot smaller but they're like the walmart of dirt modifieds you can call them up and there's a part number and a catalog and they make every single piece of that car and that's awesome um but for us we are hands-on 100 percent with our guys and we know every single piece and measurement that goes on our cars so i just think that's what sets us aside um so what you're telling me is your customer service may be a smidge more, not well, I don't want to say better. Delayed. But per, Delayed. No, no, personal. Yeah, just, just personal. more personal. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's it's just no different than uh, you know a kid in, in school that has a smaller class. You're gonna get right. more one on one time with the teacher yeah, or whatever do, you want to say. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So. Yep. We're uh, we're at the size that we are, and we're we're perfect with that, and we just want to make our cars as nice and as quality as they can be. And the guys that are with us try to be as competitive as we can be. You guys have anybody down in Jersey running your chassis that you know of? Um, we he's been building cars for a long time, so we've got them kind of spread all over. Um, our newer stuff lately, um, nobody off the top of my head in Jersey. Uh, we got a guy named Kenny Hildebrandt that kind of runs like Grandview, um, Big Diamond, those kind of tracks. Uh-huh. Um, yep, but. Uh, a lot of us, I mean, it's lo- it's location, it's geography. It's e- it, We have a lot of cars at Albany, Saratoga, Lebanon Valley, Fonda, yeah. um, just because that's where we are. You know, we're 15 minutes from Lebanon Valley is where we're located. So, obviously, we're going to have our biggest customer base there, just like yeah. Gary Higby. Man, you go to Accord, there's Higby oh, yeah. everywhere. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, Jersey, you know, there's quite a bit of TOs because oh, they're yeah. right there. So, yeah. it's... Um, it's, yeah, that's just simple geography. I mean, even before before I worked at PMC, we got a PMC car um, as my first car because it was right there. It's local, and it's like, hey, I'm going to wreck this thing. We might as well go <laughs> to the guy who's the closest thing to fix it, and that can help us with it. So Makes sense. I mean, yeah, game. yeah. So, that, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's, there's always people from different areas that want to try something different. But, I mean, for the most part, I think, besides Bicknell, because they, you know, have the biggest, uh, broadest business. Um, everybody else, I think it's just simple geography. 
Yes. Um, so going back uh, in our conversation a little while ago, we were talking about Bridgeport. You know, you still have a chance later this year because the Bay of South series will be there in August. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I've been lo- I've been looking at some of the South races. Um, I, I definitely like, I'm going to get to Georgetown because that's a combined race with Elite and all that. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't. I, yeah, any of the Bay stuff, I really haven't ruled out. Um, but I just know there's some South races I definitely can't get to just because of how far they are and what night of the week it is. Uh, but later in the year, that might be easier to try to get out there. Cause again, like I said, that place just looks awesome. Um, and uh, yeah, it's definitely one I want to get to. And with that, with those packages, that's what I have more of the race. So that would make more sense. So I'm assuming you're planning on hitting all the elite races. So Port Royal, Fonda, Utica, Rome, obviously you said Georgetown. Yeah. Yep. That's our, that's our goal. We started the elite deal so far. Uh, we did okay. At Cherokee. Uh, we really did not do great at Orange County, uh, but you know that's that's part of running running a series. So um, yeah, that's our goal is to run North and Elite, and you know never know if we could hit one or two South races in between. So obviously you're busy with working on the race cars and and uh, whatever you're doing, you know helping out at the the motor shop and all that, and keeping your cars uh, up to par. Outside of that, do you get to watch? a lot of racing from different tracks around the area? Uh, I tried to quite a bit um, with, with Flow and, uh, you know, all the streaming services. It's actually pretty awesome that right. I can kind of keep up on a lot of it, especially with, like, the highlights and all those things. Like, I can uh, – I a lot of times I have them playing in the shop in my garage at night when I'm working on my cars, just trying to keep up on uh, what tracks are looking like, or especially with the track I have to go to later in the year, I try to – watch a few weekly races um, from the highlights and stuff to try to get an idea. Um, so right. I try to, and especially if I have a, a customer with PMC or killer Cray or anybody um, at a track, I try to keep the tabs on people. So yeah, I, uh, I pretty much live this shit pretty full time. So it's, <laughs> it's always in tune somewhere. Um, but yeah, yeah. So I, I try to my best I can anyway. When was the last time that you actually got to be a fan? Just, Went to a track on a Saturday night or a Friday night and just went up to the stands, hung out, and just watched a night of racing. Um, so I, I still go, like, even if I'm not racing, I'll go to a night of racing and just watch. But a lot of times I'll still hang around one of our customers or talk to them. Or a couple times I'll go with, like, Dave Schilling to a race because he's on one of our mm-hmm. cars. But as a flat-out fan, the last time I went, boy, it was probably – 2008 oh you're due you're due yeah 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 it was probably about 2008 um but the year before i started racing uh sportsman cars and 358 um i used to go to utica rome with my grandfather and watch ronnie johnson and jack johnson because he was friends with them so that was it yeah you you definitely do you just need a night off you need to hang out with me and mike we'll take care of you yeah just a night off Hang out, watch just, some racing. Yeah, just chill. We'll, you know, we'll take care of you. Sounds good. We'll cause some trouble in the stands. Oh, I—that's the plan. We're good at that. We have a separate bailout uh, account set up already, so we're good. That's perfect. Just make sure there's enough in there. Just yeah, no, I, well, we yeah. have—we just have one rule: no felonies. Yeah, All keep right, it down well. to like a, maybe a high misdemeanor. Maybe <laughs> that's pushing it—a high misdemeanor. I can make no. that work. No, this no one, we have a list of, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we have a list of things that we only get probation only, so we should be okay and maybe a fine. No, no jail time. So, 
Here's the, we'll have the All list right. of crimes that we can actually uh, commit. Gotcha. So, Just give me the guidelines. We'll make it work. Yeah, we'll definitely make it work. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. And we're bringing um, somebody along for a patsy, too, just to let you know. So <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> so, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I know you say you, you follow as much race as you can. Uh, so, those are a, a hot topic or a hot issue from Grandview on Saturday. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know yeah. if you were uh, filled in on it or watched any highlights from that or not. I haven't yet. All right, fill me in. It's only uh, Monday, so I haven't gotten uh, that far yet. Oh, you haven't? Oh, all right. right. So you, you got to find the highlights. So, uh, Grandview modified feature Saturday night. Uh, Craig Von Dorn's winning. Brett Cressley's running second. Von Dorn slides up the track in front of Cressley to block, and Cressley just turns under him. They make a little wheel-to-wheel contact. Cressley goes past him, and then like a lap later, Von Dorn cuts the tire down, and uh, Cressley goes on the win. And now all the Von Dorn fans are like, "Oh, if Cressley wasn't a dirty driver." And, and drove into uh-huh. him, flattened his tire, you know, he wouldn't have won, so. Gotcha. It's, well, uh, it, and if you watch uh, the replay, it looks like a racing deal. I mean, they, 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 yeah. they hit, they hit wheel to wheel. It happens. Grandview, Grandview is a tight track. There's not a whole lot of room. That's to me, that's typical racing on a Saturday night at Grandview. Yeah, absolutely. Especially, you know, I've, I've heard a lot of things about Grandview and, and everybody says about how rough it can be and all that, but it's like when you're running spec car, like spec, 358s on a tight track like that and you have like these badass drivers like von doren kresley uh strunk like mm-hmm. it's gonna happen cozy yeah. you know these guys are yeah. all badasses and they're in good stuff and they've got a ton of experience they're gonna be all over each other um, yes i mean yeah it, it happens <laughs> like <laughs> i think yeah. that's what makes it that's what makes it great there too though like yeah it sucks that he cut a tire but also like that little bit of controversy and and it's all that really, like yeah, that's just gonna make yeah. everybody put their asses back in the seat and come back the next week yes so. yeah yeah he's right you're right about that that's true that is true i mean if it was the no. other way around i we still would have called it a racing deal it's come on yeah absolutely yep so i've i've been on that side of it and it freaking sucks i mean after <laughs> last year i was running seventh and just had a little wheel wheel contact and cut a tire now i'm in 20th with a changed tire so it happens but at the same that's, time that's um, racing when I'm sitting in the seat, yeah, sure, I, I'm pissed. But when I'm watching it, I'm like, oh, man, that was a good show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, that's what puts fans in the stands. Yeah, exactly. And you need, you need that side of it, too. Like, as much as you can have the greatest promoters and, and pay the most purses and all that, you still got to have people there, too, so to make tracks thrive. So. Yeah, you got assholes like me and Brian there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, that's you got to have them. Yeah, sure. I, I like starting the pot. It's to keep things going, get people's emotions going, to get the passion exactly. going. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely, no doubt. That's, yeah. It doesn't matter what sporting event you go to, you're going to have that. So, and you got to have it. Yeah, you have to have it. I agree. Why <clears throat> stay away from yep, Philadelphia? Exactly. Yeah, why do you it. think? Why do you think NASCAR has slowly, slowly dropped off? Because I think it's you can't have everybody say all the right things all the time. You got to have characters, and you got to have controversy and the, oh, right the rivalries yeah we need not, the rivalries right exactly <laughs> oh you say the wrong thing now and you got to go to freaking oh you got to uh, go to class yeah. Sen- and then, sensitivity yeah. training <laughs> yeah, yeah and exactly. you got to go to a spiritual chakra cleansing retreat and all this other shit and sing kumbaya and the hell out of here just, just let them yeah. punch each other in the face yeah dude come yeah. on man they used to do it back in the day what's the problem well it's like the gibbs kid like Love him or hate him, like I've watched him and I'm like, man, you know that kid can freaking drive a car. 
And then he does some stupid stuff, and I'm like, well, that was dumb, but it was entertaining. So <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. you, need, you need that. You know, you do, you do, absolutely. I agree. Yeah, I, so, agree. I agree. I uh, agree. You need, you gotta have it. I sure do. So, Bobby, we we appreciate you taking some time out and joining us on this Monday night. Uh, before we let you go, is there anybody you'd like to thank? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And anytime you guys want to call me back, you know, shoot the shit. Uh, call me over. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah. So I got to thank. You know, I got a lot of people that make this happen for me. Um, I got Pete Trucka, PMC. You know, God, he gives me a job of what I love to do: work on race cars and, and build race cars. Um, I got to thank Bob Godgart, part of Killer Crate, who got all this going for me and you know helps me with funding and all that because i wouldn't be able to go out and do all this stuff without it um i gotta thank lance and jill sharp um they provide the the big block engine i run at lebanon valley and a lot of parts and equipment for me to go there um i gotta thank my grandfather my dad my parents you know uh my whole family i got a lot of good crew guys my girlfriend i don't know how the hell she puts up with all this and <laughs> she does and she's there and she supports me so i gotta thank her and just everybody who's a part of it that makes it happen uh, was present or prior years. Uh, thank you, because I wouldn't be where I'm at without them. So that's it, boys. All right, Bobby, we appreciate you coming on. And uh, hey, uh, one more thing before you go. Uh, you've been black flagged. Black flagged. Perfect. I was waiting for that. Thanks, guys. <laughs> yep, Bobby. Have Thanks, a good Bobby. Night. That was Sir Bobby sure. Hackle the Fourth. Yeah, that's definitely our first fourth-generation driver. We've had, that I can think of, two third-generation, Billy Pouch Jr. Oh, yeah, I forgot about his grandpa. And Al- Allison Ricky. Oh, yeah, yeah. Interesting. So, oh, night of first. Another Third. first time here on the loud battle. Yeah, great great interview. Great young man. Absolutely. Uh, before we jump into any more conversation, we got to take a word for our sponsor. And we're back. Like, oh, I love getting those breaks. I need to stretch uh, the legs out, you know. Get yeah, break. yeah. Hit the restroom if you got it. Absolutely. Great, great interview. Great young man. I really, in my opinion, he's starting to really come into his own. Oh man, like I said, he impressed the shit out of me last year when he yeah. decided to run the Deo series. Yeah. And he did good. He did, he did, I not think only, he did well for a first timer. Not only did he good, do good, but like I also like the fact that he went into it with realistic expectations. Like, yeah. Like, I'm hey, gonna be my, champion. like no. <laughs> yeah. Like, all right, my goal is just to try to make every show. That's right. that's a realistic expectation rather than I, going in like, yeah, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get top ten in every race. Like, eh, probably not. It. And he's gonna keep working at it, and he's gonna get yeah. better, and we'll probably we'll more likely probably see him in victory lane. Oh, absolutely. I, agree I don't know when, but I, I see it happen. I see good things happening for him. Sure. And I, I, I follow him on Facebook. You know, I'm friends with him yeah. on Facebook. Yeah. Kid's grinding. He's just constantly grinding yeah. on this race car, just always working, you know. He, he kind of he, he reminds me of a, a little bit older Krejcian, you know, very well educated, just constantly working, you know, to get better. So. And that other knucklehead that we know from Potsdam, New York. Uh, Mike, the Colonel. Oh, uh, I don't remember where half these guys are from, dude. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even know where I'm from half the time. Yeah, me either. I know where I'm from. I don't know where the hell you're from. <laughs> I don't know where I'm from. So, uh, 
student won, win this weekend. Student win this weekend. Well, he won Tuesday night, though, at uh, Delaware. Right. Won Tuesday night at Delaware. I watched that race. It wasn't a bad race. It was okay. Delaware, I just feel like Delaware, uh, Del Mar is just like slowly and slowly, slowly going downhill. Yeah. I heard it was like, a lockdown track. Like when uh, both Watson brothers left and they're racing Bridgeport this year. That's a haul for them every Saturday night to go from where they live down lower Delaware up to Bridgeport. So, I mean, Jordan Watson's won track championship like 30 years in a row there. So for him <laughs> to leave, like, yeah. well, I was going to say with his brother, right? Yeah, something's like not right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to talk bad about a track. It's just that's just my opinion. That's just how I see it. Like, I just feel like it's going sure. downhill. I, I don't. The dirt modified race. I don't look. I'm not saying it sucks. You're not. They don't have a draw of cars. Yeah, they don't. Weekly, they don't. I, 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 think, I think they're lucky to see 15, 15 modifieds. Yeah, I'm not saying there's tracks up up here in New York that are like that too. It's just I. Yeah. Location. I it could be location. It could be. They're out in the middle of nowhere, dude. And there's no other track in, in Delaware. <laughs> like in yeah. Delaware. <laughs> Yeah, but they're like on the Maryland Delaware border down south. <laughs> like, yeah, that's kind of like sprint car late model country, not dirt modified country. It's, it's definitely late model country. So, you know, I, you got I, got uh, you know uh, Winchester Speedway is not far yeah, away. That's um, Virginia. Potom- yeah, P- Potomac Speedway is not yeah, far from there. So, they yeah, race you're late right. Models. You just you start hitting yeah the late yeah, model. You start hitting late models, you know. So in Georgetown, they run. Uh, actually, uh, Delaware runs super late models once a month. Yeah, so I'm so, not saying. Don't have them, but maybe, I don't know, whatever. They'll figure something out, I hope. I, yeah. I don't want to see a track get shut down. No, absolutely not. There's also but. no, there's nothing around there either for them to to go race somewhere else without traveling quite the distance because you can't go farther south because nobody runs modifieds farther south than that. No, only only place, the closest place up north would be Bridgeport to run modifieds weekly. Yeah. Because Georgetown only runs like 12 shows a year. Yeah. Like if, like you say, you hit, keep going down south, you might as well just be a super late model driver. Yeah, you might as well. I mean, you know, <laughs> we all know that's more money than a, a, a modified. Yeah, they're that's a whole other beast. Yeah, so, awesome. so what was your take on? Uh, oh, did you get the season? Yeah, you saw the Utica Rome race. Uh, I bits and pieces. Don't was I didn't watch any of it. All right, I uh, saw the feature. I saw. I actually caught the last five laps because I was actually, watching the Bloomington. You know what? I caught the last five laps too. Because I was That's, like, I, I pulled up yep. race monitor and checked it. And I was like, oh, caution with five to go. Yeah. Shepard's lead, freezing yeah. second. Yeah. I gotta get over there. I, I pulled. I turned it on on my phone. I have the flow app on my phone. I was like, I gotta watch this. Like. Um, and then as soon as I saw Shepard, or as soon as I saw Stu go over the berm, I turned it off. I was like, oh, there goes the race. I, that restart, Shepard schooled him. Oh, for sure. 100%. He kept it straight. He knew he want, wanted the outside. Yeah. So I was like, well, no. Well, no. Yeah, I mean, I thought, I thought it was pretty cool that um that Stewart did uh, a throwback uh, car for his uncle, his late uncle Alex. That was pretty cool. Yeah. And then, he, then he took it to Fonda because he's like, man, he I got to get a win in this car. I'll go to Fonda. And nope. Denied. <laughs> Yep, Matt D, yeah, Matty T. Matt D. Lorenzo wins his first race in nine years at Fonda. At Fonda. Yeah, that's crazy. He was fast, too. And, like, we were talking before, like, I, I love flow and all that stuff. Like, 
Rocky, Rocky and Stewart are having a pretty decent battle for second place. So it's getting winded down, probably like two to go, three to go. Let's watch Matt Di, Let's not watch Matt Lorenzo with a half or three quarter straightaway lead. I want to go see what the hell's going on with Rocky and Stewart. Is Stewart going to get him? What's going on? Yeah, they they got to get an earpiece in these camera guys' ears so they can hear the announcer. Or I'm, I'm not trying to blame the camera guy. It's just uh, no, I'm not it. either. But something's got to because it it's not just there. It happens happens quite often where like the announcers are going crazy about something crazy going. Yeah, on. Yeah, you see like a lead guy that's like he's ran, running away. Like go yeah. down, I guess could be running away at Bridgeport like six straightaways and like every fifteen. Yeah, every fifteen wide behind him, slicing and dicing and like we're watching. Why are we watching him? Yeah. Like, I get it, he's the leader, you know, he just deserves the airtime, but... Dude, just kind of hit him quick, and we're here, we're race fans. Yeah, like the... And we want to see the action. Not this... Uh, so, Modifieds were off this past weekend at Bridgeport, because they're racing tomorrow night. Yeah. But the weekend before, yep. I think, is the weekend where Go Down at a that long caution... Race. And he, yeah. he had lapped up to, like, ninth place. I'm like, why are we still watching him? Yeah, like, what? He, it, like, he's got this race. He ran away yeah. and did. <laughs> He's going to lap the whole field. Let's watch somewhere else where somebody's actually racing. Somebody, I, I don't care if I watch a battle for 15th. There's something. Yeah. Yeah, like, that, matter of we... fact, there would be a lap down, but it's something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we would still see go down watching the battle yeah, for 15th. Yeah, comes back around and <laughs> put another yeah. lap on him, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's crazy. I don't know. Maybe there's, I, I don't know. I, I'm still picking. I don't know how. I don't know how hard it is to be a camera guy for that. You know, what I mean, it may be probably. I, maybe it's maybe it's extremely difficult. I, I have no idea. I just, like just has to be. Communicate. With, hey, why'd you pan over quick on or stay yeah. on? Communicate. Hey, why stay on? Uh, like Rocky and Stu for a while. They're having a great battle. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, like I, I don't know. And then switch back to Matt when he's taking the checkered or something, you know right. what I mean? Yeah, of course. Well, see take, just stay there, and we get to see everybody come across the line. Yeah, yeah exactly. And we get to see that. Yeah. It's yeah, like, so. well, I, I did he get I guess. All right, saw the results. I said, all right, I guess he got him. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Billy Deck back in victory lane at Fulton. Oh, yeah. 358 race. In the Brandy Slack 3RS car. They pulled a, quite a big car count for that 358 tour race. Yeah, yeah, they Was did. Four, like 44 small blocks that were there or something like yep. that. Yep. Well, that's, 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 I was impressed by that. I, I know Fulton usually pulls a decent car count, mm-hmm. but I didn't think that many people would show up for a dirt car 358 series race. Surprise! <laughs> But I guess it's cheaper than running dirt car big block series. <laughs> <laughs> or they're saving their big block stuff for other stuff. That's true. Um, our own Diamond Dillon Stoyer wins the big block race in Orange County. So that puts him in, I believe that puts him in the Elite Eight. Should. And then flips in the small block race. Hey, man. Checkers are wreckers. Because of a lap car. Yeah. Checkers wreckers wasn't his. Uh... Uh, but he's all right. Glad he's all right. Yeah, I'll see him tomorrow at Bridgeport. Uh, I know he's uh-huh. running. I know he's running the speedster there. I don't know if he's running modified or not. I have no idea. He didn't last year. He only ran the speedster. He didn't run double duty. Predictions for tomorrow night's race? Oh. Tim Fuller. Ooh, go with the old man. Dude, he dominated there last year. I mean, he won by like 12 seconds. 
He did. He did. Yeah, he did smack the field. He did. Oh, man. I want to say go down. I'm going to go down because uh, why not? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not a bad pick. He owns that track right now. And he's one, he beat everybody so far down in Louisiana. Did it in uh, Cherokee. Uh, yeah, I'll go with Ryan. I'm going to go with Ryan. He's uh, he's definitely having a career year. It all started last November down on the Cajun yeah. swing. And he just... It, it just carried over. and Tevin, He's, right. he's going he's to have a career year. He's going to win the Elite Series Championship, I'm telling I, I got <sighs> feeling, and I just... <sighs> I, I have made my analogy and how it's going to happen. That's a tough one. That is a tough one. All the rest of the races are towards the end of the year now. They are. It's still tough, though, because I still... I still say Fonda's the wild card for everybody. He's got to get a top ten. Except, he except has for, to get top ten. I think he's got to get a top five. Because Shepard and Stu are going to be there at every race. Yeah. Every yeah. race, they're going to be there. He's beating them. The only one is uh, when they took each other out of, uh, allegedly, at Cherokee. Yeah, um, that had nothing to do with the other. <laughs> yeah, but... Um, his uh, go-down's point lead over Shepard is not very big. Because he figured Shepard won Orange County, and go-down, I don't think he had a great finish. He had fifth. Did he have fifth? Yeah, top five. All right, so let me, let me just pull these points up real quick. I think I did last week, but I don't remember what happened yesterday. So, I mean, Utica, Rome, obviously, we're going to get to either Stu or Matt. Yeah, well, I mean, hell, I mean, Rocky Warner's fast at Utica. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, yeah. it's still only a fifty lap race, it's not a two hundred lapper. Um, yeah, right. Port Royal, that to me, that's anybody's. That's anybody's. I'm giving that one to Money Man. Or he's Stang. got a rebound Stang. from it. Or Stangle. Ooh, hey, that kid drove such a great race last year. He really did. Sure did. Georgetown, I would pick. And he was fast there earlier this year when they were there. Yeah, yeah, he was. Uh, Georgetown, I Billy Powell Jr. Go down's decent there. Shepard's good I, there. I, Friesen's good there. Watts good there. Uh, I, I, Billy Powell Jr. is tough to beat there though. Uh huh. I still, I, I'm still saying go down. He's gonna, he's gonna win it. Oh wow, I was way off. Not by much. I was way off on the points. So Shepard's fifth in points, 30 yeah. out. Yeah. Mad, Mad Max Larry is second. Should, Larry should be second, I think. Mad Max is second. Uh, that's right, because he had nine points his, Nine points out. He, he's going to fade. I think Mad Max is going to fade. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. I don't know. He's been fast in that HBR car so far this year. Yeah, but we're not. Or he's, hit, he's, I, I say not. He fades a little bit. Yeah, but then again, all the races are towards the end of the year when you can get stuff freshened up. You got a little time in between. Yeah, true. I still say go down. I, I'm, I'm sticking to it. Man, I don't. I'm sticking to it. I, I'm gonna stick. Who the hell? Who the hell saw him win? The, what he did down on the, the Cajun swing? What was his uh, average finish? Two. Uh, yeah. That guy uh, went down. It just dominated. I I still don't know. 
who I'm going to pick to win lead series. It's just there's, there's a lot of variables. I mean, there's oh sure, and Fonda's be one of them. Yeah, I mean, even Port Royal being a 200 lap read, anything can happen in 200 lap race. Uh, to anybody. And then what happens when we come? Are the, is the tires going to be caught up by then? Are guys going to have to run old tires in those 200 lap races? We'll see how it all unfolds by then. Yeah. Um, like yeah. as far as what tires and availability and all that other stuff. Yeah. Oh, man. As of now, I'm picking go down. Nah, I'm not going to even change you. I locked my pick in. I'm, I locked it in. I'm doing it. I locked it in. Mm, I'm locked. I am locked. It's it's tough because you can make the argument for so many drivers to win it. Yeah. Yeah, you could. Like I can make the argument for Matt Williamson to win it. I'm not going to. The only thing being is Georgetown. I don't know. He's never really run much at Georgetown. Like that and he's, be... not, he's not bad at Fonda. He's won at Port Royal. Utica Rome, he had a okay. He had a decent showing at Utica Rome. He doesn't go there often either. He, I mean, yeah. the, if he's, uh, we'll say, I'm not going to disagree. That's my boy. I should have just picked my boy, but I'm going. I already picked Matt Some, to win the Super Dirt Series, so my gut tells me it's going to be either Shepard or Friesen that wins it, just because they have the most experience at all the tracks they're going to, and they're very good at all those tracks. Obviously, Stu has the advantage of Fonda, but Matt doesn't run. I mean, Matt won the, or should have won the race, but he was light by a couple pounds. Yeah. yeah. He knows how to get around there. So. Oh, what's he? Oh, yeah. But once he has it, like, figured, figured out, and. Oh, it's game over. So. I'm like, still going. No, I'm going to go with Go now. I mean, Goldown's very smart to 200 lappers. Sorry, he's very he's, good and he's he very is. smart. He's just had some bad luck, especially at Super Dirt Week. Yeah. I, I, would, like to, I, I, I would like to see Goldown winning because you would like to see a driver. Other than uh, a New York or a New York uh, or a well, Canadian. Other, well, other than, you know, Matt or Stu win it, you know. Oh, yeah. So I, I, I just did. I just picked not Matt or not Stu. Yeah, I, know, <laughs> I, know, I know you And that, my oh, not man. Matt, not Stu pick is Ryan Goldown, and I'm locking it in. Let me ponder on it for a week. Going to run your algorithm? Yeah, and I'll tell you, I'll, on next week's episode, I'll pick my All right. All right. I, I got to talk to Matt Williamson tomorrow at Bridgeport and be like, dude, how good are you at these other tracks? So you're going to try to get an inside scoop, are you? Inside scoop. I didn't even get to do that in Orange County. I was like, you know, Orange County. I just, like, don't all right. Me. Don't, <laughs> yeah. don't, don't, don't bullshit me. <laughs> if you went to Vegas and, and your number was on a roulette, Leo, how much would you bet on that? <laughs> right. <laughs> All in. Like Matt, like ten percent. Give, give me something. Go down to Georgetown. How good are you gonna be? <laughs> and would which you, car are you taking? <laughs> would you put a hundred dollars on yourself, or yeah. like what? What are we saying? Yeah. Well, come on, tell me. Let's, let's give me give me the truth here. Let's not beat around a bush. He'll. I, I don't, he's going to get the inside scoop. That's if he was a betting man. Don't bet on him. <laughs> you got to be out of your freaking mind. Oh, man. <laughs> That's kind of dirty, though, Mike, what you're doing. It's not dirty. It's uh, I'm playing in the gray area. 
<laughs> All right, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory to run an algorithm and have, here are the drivers in it. What are you thinking? And we'll come up with something. I'm gonna stop by Shepherd's trailer too and be like, Matt, if you were a betting man, would you, would you bet, bet? Would you bet you money you're gonna win the elite? To bet, would you bet all of it? Yeah, fifty percent of it. Get y'all. Yeah, like, and then I'll stop by Go Down's trailer. But like, Ryan, you were a betting man. How much would you bet on yourself? I, he tell you, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, he'd be like, I'm going to fucking win it. <laughs> That's up to you. That's your money. You do whatever the fuck you want with it. That's what he'd tell you. Yeah, yeah probably. Fucking guy coming up five grand out of thin air. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, Ryan. <laughs> I appreciate it. All right, we'll talk to you next week, right, on the show? Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't mind... Uh, uh, getting Ryan Godown Jr. on the show, up and coming sportsman driver, never why raced, we, any, never raced anything before he jumped into a sportsman. Why we have a go down month like father, son, and uncle staying? Yeah, oh, we need ratings bad. We gotta start. We gotta start booking some more guests to run out of guests here. We're coming down. Like, <laughs> I know we are. Yeah, like Jankowski yeah. next week, right? And that's it. Yeah, we're off for next three weeks. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I'll, I'll make. I'll, I'll get a hold of somebody. Anybody? Uh, anybody listening has a, a driver that you have in mind that you want on the show? Yeah, because it's shoot us a message and we'll reach out. Yeah, and his contact information, yes or no? Because we're getting lazy here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you can provide contact information, that'd be great. Yes, thank you. And just matter of fact, you could do the show that night. <laughs> yeah, you could be a special guest. Yeah, me and Mike will say no. I don't even know if me and Mike are. Mike will just call, bring you on, and just let you it go. Yeah, you can do the interview. Yeah, <laughs> worry about it tomorrow morning. Yeah, it's fine. It'll be fine. No need to. No need to be shy. Just you know, be yourself. Uh, and if it's if it's you that wants to come on, just talk to yourself. Yeah, it's fine. Or if you want me to ask you questions, just write the question you want me to ask. No, we'll figure it out. Get some guests on. Yeah, well, I got a couple people in mind already. Because everybody I talked to so far, even if we got to call Bobby Hackle again in two weeks. Yeah, he said he would. <laughs> yeah, or uh, um, who did we interview two weeks ago? That said he would David. Back. Who? Dave Axton. Yeah, Dave Axton. He said he'd come back on. No, not Dave Axton. Well, he said he'd come back on too. But uh, Michael Keane said he'd come back on anytime. We got Matt Williamson. He ah. said he'd come on anytime. You know, I mean, yeah. we got we got. This. We can, find some field, we, we can find some field fillers. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. What's Bobby Gunther Walsh doing? <laughs> On his radio show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we'll go live from his radio show interviewing him. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> I know, I'm thinking I'm thinking Jumanji Jeff Taylor. I like to get on. Uh, I'm hoping he comes down to Bridgeport tomorrow. They said they're expecting him, but it's not confirmed. So if, right. he's, if he's there, I'll swing Ask over him for the 23rd, May 23rd. Swing over to his trailer. And then we're off the next week for Memorial Day. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, so, yeah. Wait, hold on. Oh, we're going to have to be off the 23rd, too. Okay. I'll be in Florida. All right, so we're off for... All right, so, yeah, Kowski is our last one until June. Yeah, there we go. See? Works out that for worked out all good. That's, that's right. Mike's has to go on vacation. Yeah, well, we're going down for a wedding. I forgot about it. Yeah, whatever. Wedding, vacation. Vacation, whatever, who cares?
It's not a workcation, right? No, it has nothing to do yeah, with work. So <laughs> there you go. So, all right, kids, that's enough of us rambling for the night. Yeah. Uh, we'll see you uh, next week with uh, Kid Rocket, Alex Jankowski. Van no. May. Oh, is Van May's next week? Yeah, then Kid Rocket's the 16th. Ah, see, I don't even know what our schedule is. <laughs> Hit appointments, Mike. <laughs> Next week, we'll be on with uh, Van May. So, Maybe. if you're looking Maybe. for the Yankowski episode, you got to wait two weeks. Yeah, so are we. So, <laughs> let us know when you find it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I'm Michael Clark Griswold with my trusty co-host, The Mal, Brian Hustlinger, and you have been black flagged. Shut the f*** up!